0: Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You Podcast. I am back with a very special podcast with Nicole Kane. Uh, Most of us know her as Nicole Bitchy, but you started this fabulous new podcast, XO Nicole. Nicole, welcome. Hi. (laughs) I'm a super, I am a super huge fan of yours and I have been for a really long time. And I was just thinking about this before I like wrote out all my notes way, way back in the day. Um, what I remembered most about your site, because you started a sort of black entertainment gossip blog, right? Right. And I was like, I always went to your site because you made it easy to cut up at work because <laughs> when you didn't watch the video, you had very detailed <laughs> captions, like this is what happened in the video if you can't click play right now, you know? So I used to always feel like I'm not too behind on the T because you just did such a good job at that. Did you purposely do that as a like point of difference?
1: Well, I knew uh, me personally, if I'm, on the go and I want to know what's going on that I can't sit and watch a video at this point in time. So when I want it transcribed, so I know my writers at the time could not stand (laughs) when a long 60 minute interview came out and I'm like, girl, you got to transcribe this.
0: (laughs) We need the cliff notes. Yeah. But I just always thought, and like, I never had a chance. I didn't know you. I wasn't able to tell you that, but I was just like, no matter what, you always, like it never felt lazy. Like it always, I always felt like there was so much effort in what you do and I still do.
1: Oh, thank you. And I think it helped that I have always looked at myself as my target audience. So uh-huh. it's it's easier to know what my target audience wants because it's what I want. So I'd want to see, you know, a video transcribed or at least a highlight. And, um, I remember there was a point of time when blogs would only put up like a video and two sentences, you know, such and such visits the breakfast club. And I'm like, what? Like <laughs> I got to listen to this whole thing. So yes. I mean,
0: it, and they would be like 18 minutes. All the, day. Right. <laughs> like, we finished or is we done, you know, like I, please clip it, make it short. I, uh, pre
1: pre Insta video. I'm the type of person, if I like click on a video and it says like 60 minutes, I
0: I might have an anxiety attack. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Same. Okay. This is, I feel like I just have so much to unpack with you. Um, I feel like something else that you did on the site and then we're going to get into XO Nicole, but I felt like, let me just talk about uh, what I, what I know is that you, I always felt like you went out of your way to make sure that good experiences were shared on your site. Like, I remember there was that part of like, if you had a good experience with a celebrity, send the photo and send the good experience. 100%. And but why was that so important to you, Nicole?
1: Because it's, I mean, we we're so bombarded with negativity. And I think in this day and age, people are so quick to point out flaws in celebrities, point out you know, just looking for the negative in situations. And I, I felt like there needed to be some balance. So yes, if you had a positive experience with someone, let us know or if they changed their life or, um, let's broadcast what they're doing when the, the cameras are off and no, or they don't think anybody's watching, you know? So yeah. that's why it was so important to me to make sure that we gave balance and we showed the good and the positive side, um, to people. You know what? I just looked at my phone. It's random. But mm-hmm. I just looked at my phone and uh the launch of Exo Nicole was mm-hmm. actually exactly a year ago on what? August twenty sixth. Yep. August twenty sixth. Oh
0: this is amazing. And we are talking today and so the rule so I'm I'm sort of slightly and maybe I'm not really breaking the rules about this podcast is that I will only interview people that I've met. And <gasps> I probably, you probably don't remember, um, you probably don't remember meeting, but I remember meeting you and, but more than this, we had like a, we had like a two hour phone conversation about you launching XO. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I met you when you were still in like your entertainment. I was, it was at a beauty suite. I I remember. I remember. We we were kind of running. Yeah. (laughs) I was out of the entertainment business and you were still in it. And I remember seeing you and I never said this to you, but I remember looking at you and going, she's not into this. Like at all, (laughs) I could tell, like, there are people who, when they're in it, you know, they love it. And when I was in it, you know, I was younger, 20 something, I really loved it, but I could just see in your face, like she is so done with this. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that you knew that at the time or you thought that maybe you did.
1: I, I did. I mean, it's, it's crazy when you're not into it because people can tell. And so right. it's hard to build a brand or, yes. or get it to the, the, um, the highest level you can take it if you're not into it and people can tell, <laughs> like, right um, okay. you have, yeah, because you have to be in love with your brand if you want other people to be in love with it. So yeah, by that time I definitely was over life <laughs> and over yeah. The brand, I just felt stuck because when you're successful and you're at, at this stage where everybody wished they could be, or, or mm-hmm. sometimes you feel guilty if you fall out of love, like, because you feel ungrateful for the success. So oh, wow. yeah. I was stuck in that space of, okay, I got this success. I've always dreamed about this, but I'm ha- not happy, but people love my brand. And every time I walk around, they tell me how much they love it, but yeah. I don't love it. And so it's like, you don't know what to do. So you just kind of, it's almost like being in a bad marriage. You kind
0: of just stay yeah. in it and hope yeah. one day you'll fall back in love again. And it will be great again. <laughs> and you just Right. I know. And so, okay, we talked, um, we talked cause you reached out to me and this is what was so crazy because I was a fan of yours. I remember I'd be on Instagram in the middle of the night because, you know, I wake up and you were just rewriting, you would just like, I would like see your post and you felt it seemed like you were so tormented and I remember just like every chance I got to just be like listen I also worked in the industry there is a rainbow like you (laughs) can you can do something else and I remember when I, um, and I shared this on my podcast that I started off in entertainment PR at BWR, like my boss was the woman who did the PR for the launch of American Idol. And, you know, I did went on tour with Lincoln Park and all these cool things. And I remember when I walked away from the industry, my industry friends, like looking at me, like, what are you going to do? Almost like you're on the outside of the cool kids and yeah. like how, how do you even feel like you have value now? You know? And I was like, I remember my girlfriend came to visit me once I moved to Atlanta. And I was like, I'm going to do the same thing you're going to do when you're out of it, because it's not a business. This is not a forever thing. Sometimes it's just not, it's not, you know, and every, I think everybody burns out differently. And if they don't, if they don't if they can't get themselves out like you just hope that you can have a happy ending you know yeah. that you some well, people don't that. don't get to have the happy ending but before we get into the healthy version of Nicole Little Miss traveling from London Little Miss Pilates <laughs> Little Miss Little Miss exercise body competition protein bar I want to do a little bit of like a little bit of entertainment. Tea. I mean, you work too long in the business. Who? Who's your favorite? Like, who are some of your favorite celebs? Who's nice? Um, um who do you love, like, Monica? Who, who are you still Monica, cool with? Monica, Mo- yeah, Monica. Well,
1: Monica, Monica Brown, I think, yes. is a very extremely sweet person. Um, mm-hmm. I there's so many people like that kind of who else is coming to mind that you're just like oh my god they're so they, who surprised they- you
0: like who who surprised you Is like wow I didn't realize that person was gonna be so cool or maybe some people don't realize how cool that person is
1: you know what my and then and it goes back to what you said about uh like when you get out of entertainment mm-hmm I feel like a lot of people I've met in entertainment, and it's the celebrities and people behind the scenes as well. Yeah. They're uh, they're so caught up in titles and success and the fame, and it's what validates them. Yes. And that scares me because when you decide to leave or, or you're no longer on top, it's almost like that snatches away your self-worth and you don't feel like uh, you're of value to anyone. Yeah. You know, and that that is one of the most scary things, and I feel like a lot of people that I meet, they have the potential to be great people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to me. I believe yeah. in potential. Like, so yeah. I don't take it personal. if Like a celebrity is like rude, a bitch or whatever, because mm-hmm. I feel like, Oh my God, at this point they're tormented. Yes. They're tormented. And they're going through this process of who is around me for me, who mm-hmm. will be here when I lose everything. Yeah. And, and so I don't take it personal. So it's hard for me to, to think, um, I, like Monica only comes to mind because I yeah. feel like she's always she's never been so caught up in this entertainment game that she lost who she was.
0: She, um, I, I get that from her too, and I love how she's winning right now with this whole Gone challenge. You know, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's funny. It's, funny. it's funny because I'm just now, you know, I was overseas with yeah. all this, stuff.
1: so so I just plugged in and I'm seeing what's going on. But yeah, she's definitely winning. And I remember she was the one that told me I randomly had a conversation. She would like we would randomly have conversations. And I remember me being so caught up on when I was going to have a baby, if I should freeze my eggs. And she was uh-huh. like, girl, you don't know what's going to happen in a year. She was like, you take that money that, uh, that you were going to freeze your eggs with and you go build a nursery. And she was telling me her story about, you know, how she met Shannon and, you know, things went fairly quickly. So like, she's always just been so amazing. Um, so she's just the first person that comes to mind.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's so awesome. I do. I feel like my, my, uh, old boss at BWR used to work with Monica also, and I didn't really work with her, but I just, I got the feeling from my boss that she really enjoyed her and thought she did well. But I always felt like in the time that I spent in the industry, I was like, the celebrities that you see that never go away are typically nice people you know, like the people that, and it's like, there, there are people that I won't say, but I always say them. Like if we were together, I can just list you some people that I have met, um, that are huge, that you just, that were huge, like a decade ago that you just won't see anymore. And it's just like, I had the absolute worst experiences with them. And so it doesn't surprise me. Um, another question I had, Nicole is, What did you, what did you love about the entertainment industry? Like, what did you love about it? What made you want to go into it? Because I went into it too. Um, What, what was it that intrigued you?
1: Well, I think everything is uh, about the entertainment industry is glamorized. And Mm -hmm. I think most people want to be in that circle at some point, you know, oh, I'm be around celebrities. I'm at the cool kids table. Like the entertainment industry is the cool kids table. uh, you know, um, so that's what intrigued me about it. I think at the time, um, I kind of fell into radio and, um, around tw- 2004 2005, mm-hmm. and I was able to book celebrities as guests on a radio show as an intern before getting a job there. And I enjoyed putting together events, secret listening sessions for artists, yeah. and I was like, oh, I want to, that's what I want to do with my life, I want to help them you know, um, market their projects and with branding. So that's where I thought my career was headed at mm-hmm. the time. And I just enjoy, you know, when you're younger, you love that. Like being in the VIP section of parties yeah. and being, you know, known, that's what intrigued me about it. Like definitely. And and then when I started my blog, I remember people always saying, because I knew about branding very fairly quickly. And, you know, yeah. i I named my site after myself, but people were saying, oh, she just wants to be famous. She just wants yeah. to, and I didn't, like, I, I just thought I wanted to brand who I was, but I wasn't looking at it as I wanted to be famous. It was two different things. And I don't know, I don't know if they're one and the same, but well, everyone's a brand now, so <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> they're not one and the same, I guess, but yeah, you pretty much are. It's like, <laughs> you, and can I even think <laughs> companies expect you to be a brand. 100%. Like- yeah, that's why social
1: influencer marketing is huge right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's huge. Um, but, yeah, that was the thing people want thinking I want to be. Like, I was invited to, you know, travel to Miami and New York to go to artist listening sessions and be in the room. And it yeah. was exciting at the time. It was very right. exciting. It, this was before it felt like work. Right. <laughs> right. It didn't feel like work. Uh You know, I I think it started feeling like work once I turned it into a functional business. And when that happened is when um, normally when you start a blog and you have a certain amount of page views, um, Mm -hmm. you get picked up or solicited by um, advertising agencies and blog networks. And they include you in buys. Well, uh, four years in, I decided to be grown and I was tired of them taking like 50 to 60% of the commission and i said okay well i'm stepping out on my own and i'm gonna have my own sales team and i'm not gonna be a part of a blog network anymore and that's when my my business turned like that's when it really turned into a business and stuff got real because if your sales team isn't selling any advertising you're not making any money right and I was like, wait a minute. Before, all I had to do was put tags on my site and blog and travel and have fun. Now I got to worry about who we're, you know, pitching, right. pitching the site to. And this is a real business. This isn't fun. Like, this isn't what I envisioned. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think people, you like you said, the glamorous side of it, people don't see the dirty work behind the scenes
1: at all. It, it, it got so real. So, Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so you were saying that people uh, people thought you wanted to be famous, and mm-hmm. I will be honest with you. I am. I consume a lot of crap online. Okay, <laughs> I spin <Uh-oh. laughs> right from, from from morning from sun up to sundown. I am on the internet. And I remember there was a period of time when-
1: Why am I cracking up right now? Because I don't know what's coming. You don't know
0: what's coming. And and this is is how you're going to know that I don't know too much tea because I don't really know too much juice. Okay, good. But I do remember there was a period of time where it seemed like all of the black bloggers were constantly talking trash mm-hmm. about the other and being like, I'm not even going to say who, because I don't want to validate these people. Yeah. It's like, Oh, she's got this and she did that and she wants to be famous and her, yeah. this yeah. is fake and she, her, this blah, 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 blah. And I feel like, and and I can say this too. I feel like of all of the, black bloggers that were popping at the time you were like the slim you had the most potential to be famous so I could see how that could start about you but like how did that kind of stuff make you feel because I know how they always say that like that's in the fight you know you made it when people start doing that but I don't care who you are or how tough you are like it it it's not cool, but so how did some of that stuff make you feel? Like, rumors, was it true? Were you really hooking up with celebrities? Because I did read that, that you were like dating this person to that. And I, I don't even want to say what they say you were dating, because that's going to make me I, say, like, said, no, That's okay. going make me say, like, like I'm in the 90s. <laughs> no. I'm going to feel so in the 90s. might be like Trey like, Songs or like yeah, this. No, of, no course.
1: of course. They, they yeah. said I was dated Trey Songs and everything. But I will say this um it, it make me feel hot, good. though. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't make me feel good at all, and it didn't make me feel good because um, I never was the popular girl at school. Okay, I, 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 probably guaranteed half of my class don't remember me. My, I was best <laughs> friends of the most popular girl at okay. school. I was best friends with the homecoming com- queen and the prom mm-hmm. queen, and I was okay. an afterthought. Right. Um, so to get to a place where people cared about what I did and who I dated. And Mm -hmm. every time I logged online, there were hateful, you know, hundreds, hundreds of hateful messages, whether it's on Twitter or my blog or my, um, my, uh, emails. Uh It made me feel terrible. Like the whole world hated me. And it, it took a long time for me to, it really, it, uh, it really shattered my self-esteem because you know, People yeah. will say the most terrible things about you and they would point out flaws you never thought knew you had it's, Girl, it's the reason, yes. it's the reason why you know i think uh in 2010 I got a uh, plastic I got a boob job okay because you know at the time online they were saying uh you know my body looked like a boy or whatever they were saying oh, and
0: come on, Nicole. It, it
1: was all these things that um now when I look and you know you see so many celebrities in there in the uh the the cosmetic surgeon's chair. Yeah. you know getting fillers and boob jobs and you know oh, yeah. mommy makeovers or whatever it
0: is every other they doing them on- every 6 months <laughs> are you I, I was watching what say, is his name? <laughs> Mr. Miami for like one day and I was like I can't watch this it's just too graphic for me it's too much it is But when I see them
1: amazing. But he's he he, Oh yeah. I mean to be honest. This is this is what's so funny is he's the one that did my boob job before he became who he is, Mr. uh, Miami. But and to 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 go back to talking about the boob job, what's so funny is um during that time people made me feel like I, you know, my body looked this and that and I go into the plastic surgeon's office on a whim. Mm -hmm. And they tell me, like they said, we see boobs all day and you have a beautiful set of boobs. And I still went through with this boob job. And what ended up happening is it ended up, they ended up going way too big and I hated my body even more. So Mm -hmm. I go to fix something and I hate it even more. And for two years, I remember dressing in layers and like people like why does she wear, all, wear why does she wear all these clothes all the time? Why does she hide her body? Why does she dress like a little doll? I yeah. was hiding these big boobs that I had went and got because I was insecure. Yeah. And then I um, I remember I think I spent New Year's twenty thirteen in a hotel room because I went back to he he wasn't called Doctor Miami at the time and got yeah. him to <laughs> take them out. But mm-hmm. the moral of the story is that I was very. I went to fix something only made it worse right. and ended up getting them taken out anyway. So like yeah. just wasted what 10 grand or whatever it costs to get oh it my, done. So twice. you
0: so, you, <laughs> so
1: you took them out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I am not going into 2013 with these boobs. I'm mm. <laughs> yep. I mean, I not taking these boobs in the 2013. I can't do it. How, how big were they? They were when I went to get sized mm-hmm. and at Victoria's Secrets and it was bigger than a double D, I was like, you know what? I don't even wanna know how big these boobs yeah. are. I'm just gonna wear sports bras until I get my life together and get back wow. down to Miami. That's,
0: yeah. That's- you know, this is a confession, something I've never said. I used to say, because my boobs are small. I used to be like, you know, if I ever make money, the first thing I'm going to do is get a boob job. And you know what? I started making money and I was like, screw my boobs. Like who cares? <laughs> who cares about my boobs now? You know, I can, right. I can afford to do whatever I want um, for the most part within reason. So why do I need boobs? You know? Right. Right. And it, but I, I, you know, it.
1: I still remember, like, I, I made that decision so quick. Like, yeah. I was around a table of girls, a lot of beautiful women, and they were all talking about what they would get done. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I would get my boobs done because it would make me look bigger. Because at the time, people would always talk about how skinny I was or yeah. I look anorexic or whatever it was. And so, I, like, I swear, two weeks later, I had the boobs. I didn't have time to even think the decision through. Because when I make up my mind, it's done. I'm getting a first appointment. So, um, yeah, I, I I definitely wanted to tell that story because I I I did like just like most celebrities do. Like so many people are telling them what's wrong with them every single day. and yeah. And we look at these people as some of the most beautiful people in the world. But if they weren't as insecure as the next woman, then they wouldn't feel like they had to go and get anything fixed. You know, so
0: (laughs) absolutely. And I and I look at like I'm a huge uh, I love music videos and I look at the old school music videos back when women used to look regular, like normal. You know what I mean? Like like Pre everything, like pre contour, pre track, (laughs) pre pre pushing bras.
1: pre detox tees and waist trainers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was just like, you could just be on there with your little outfit and just be living life. And I was like, that woman is going to come back because this manufactured woman, this looks so bad. Like I was on Snapchat today and I was just looking at these young, I look at Kylie Jenner and I know she's so popular on Snapchat. And I just feel for the young women coming behind mm-hmm. her that don't really understand that. I mean, I think she looks, I mean, I'm not even going to front. She looks great. And, but there is a level of like, to be able to afford for it to look that great. You know what I mean? To be oh, to, you like, better
1: be, I, I tell women this all the time, like to look like a, you know, you want to do Kardashian, Kardashian things, but you don't have Kardashian money.
0: They, yeah. they have,
1: they have makeup artists and yes. you know, surgeons on payroll. Yes. You have to understand that. Yeah. You know, it, it takes yeah. a lot of money to look that way.
0: Yeah, and I respect, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that because I'll get beat up, but I understand. (laughs) That's right, 100%. I understand that, like, I would say to myself, if you are a stripper, you should keep in shape because that is your job. And I understand that these young women, they understand what their job is and they do what they need to do to do their job, you know? So so that part, you know, it is what it is. So I'm glad you did clear that up. So I did, I did, I did know that part. Like I did sort of like, I kind of remember the boob thing and I was like she's so small but I'm like got okay. those big boobs like yeah and you look so good now so you are before okay after this, so we already we cleared that up did you ever date any celebrities you don't have to say if you dated Trey songs or not cuz he is happy. did you ever any <laughs> I have dated celebrities and I'll say this because of um,
1: well first of all during the time they were saying that I was dating this person and that person I wasn't uh-huh. and um, uh, Or, you know, she's screwing this person and that person. What was funny about that is I have been celibate for four years. Wow. Um, You know, so... In a way, I was jealous of the person they say I was because I was like, I got cobwebs. Yeah, I don't have no action going on down here. And every time I turn around, someone is saying that I'm dating this person. or I screwed this person. So um, but I have dated celebrities and I say, you know, it's natural because it's the proximity rule. You yeah. end up dating what you're around all the time. And I, I was around industry people all the time. So yeah. um, it was natural that I dated someone in the industry. You know, I prefer not to now, but whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to limit myself. But yeah, I, I have dated celebrities. What was the
0: before. longest celebrity relationship you had? Like how, like, I'm just, I'm curious because I I've just said I would never do that. but
1: <laughs> Well, yeah. I haven't really, like... A lot of people don't know this either, but I haven't um in my adult life I have never had a boyfriend or a serious relationship mm, and no. it's none. And it's I don't know if it's I have like a commitment phobia, I don't know if it is because of work and what I do. Um yeah. it's it's probably a combination of A lot of things, and now since it's been so long, I know that like my first boyfriend will probably end up being my husband,
0: (laughs) right? Because why not? You know, (laughs) right? At this point, wow, that is so. I mean, I had, I have had a handful of boyfriends, not a ton, you know, and. Mm One of the reasons I went to therapy was because I used to look at people who were married or in long-term relationships and be like, what do they know that I don't? (laughs) What do they have that I don't, you know? And I really, I mean, I went to my therapist and we, we worked on a host of things. I had a plethora of concerns, but that was my main one. And I think that like working with her, I realized that like, you know, we are all communicating from like our deepest trauma, like our deepest pain, you know, and so Mm -hmm. whatever that is prevents things from working. And what I realized is that I just kept picking the same kind of guy who was a guy that was similar to my dad, who I was trying to quote unquote fix through my relationship. So I found out that I was, you know, it was repetition compulsion. You want to keep picking this same problem and you want to fix it. And now that I've been in therapy for almost four years, I see that guy and I'm like, Oh no, like, honey, (laughs) honey, I am not, I can't fix you. I'm not interested. And I think after a long, long time, I finally figured out how to sort of date. And we talked about this when you interviewed me about my tenderoni chronicles. Yeah. uh, About how I sort of learned to pick a person who matched sort of who I was on the inside, not who I wanted people to think I was on the outside, you know?
1: Yeah. 100%. And with me, I've, I've realized I've, I'm able to say it now. I I can see a pattern of me chasing emotionally unavailable men Mm -hmm. or um (laughs) and it's it's just a pattern like
0: most of the guys you want you want to win that, you want to win that thing one time. And it's impossible. It's an impossible battle. And I keep dating guys
1: that are based on who I was versus where I'm going. Yeah. So I have to, you know, just know that I'm worthy of Mm someone that's great and that's awesome and that has um that knows more than me so that I can grow because a lot of times like you I end up with people who look up to my success or what I've done but um they have a lot they have a lot of growing to do before they get to that place and so they they want my company but they're scared to commit because I I don't I'm not where I should be To date someone like you is what I keep hearing from guys. And I'm just like, it's just a nine winning battle. And I think for women, we spend so much time wondering, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And a lot of times, it's their insecurities, you know, causing them to not commit, you know, so I've 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 stopped blaming myself because I used to say, I used to say, "What is it about me?" Like especially, I hate to say this because no, God it. bless my, my God bless my sister. She's getting married next week. Um okay. but you know, she, uh, my sister. I looked at her and I always looked up to her because I always felt like she was relationship type, and yeah. she was always in relationships. And I used to wonder, well, what is it about me that like guys love my? company and like to get to know me and not even in a sexual way because you know me I hold out for a minute but um, (laughs) but what is it about me that I can never get to girlfriend status like his one and only like you know this is my girl like it's always you know we get almost there and it's like hey girl I'm not ready and I'm like well why did you even bother me and you know, let me let me have a self love moment. Don't even approach me and pursue me if you know you're not going to be ready when I turn around and I'm like, well, let's do this, right?
0: This is uh... okay. So, <laughs> so you have you done therapy? Because I know your story is, and I remember reading this because you you've always had a personal blog in addition to the celebrity mm-hmm. blog, 100%. and you talked about losing your parents. Mm-hmm. Pretty much back to back, yeah?
1: Yes, two years apart. And they were both, um, my mom was 41, my father was 42. My goodness. So very, uh, yeah, very young. Yeah.
0: And very, yeah, two years apart, very quick. Very quick. And you were at that point, you were on your own. And um, you stayed with, did you say with your aunt?
1: I, um, at the time, no, at the time I was off wandering the, the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, it wasn't until like I lost, you know, lost everything and, and uh-huh. that I had moved back in with my
0: aunt, okay. um, in Maryland. Okay. And that just, I mean, I, I'm certain like just the, the amount of loss, you know, I, I have read about women and, you know, you, to feel parentless and just sort of like how that has had an effect on you and maybe an effect on the dating. I don't know, but like I know that that part of your story always just moves me because I'm like, this is a person who has experienced an extreme amount of loss. And yet you still get up and you try and you do every single day. It's like, you didn't make excuses about that, which I just admire so, so much. Thank you. Uh, but I want to talk about this letter, Um, and I remember when you tweeted it out, it's time for me to move on. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember we talked before you did this, and I I believed you, but I was like, I don't know if she's really doing this. (laughs) And you you said, this is probably the most difficult thing I've ever had to do, and I will cry after I write this. Did you cry?
1: You know, it's so funny. I did cry, but- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I had a, I had a brunch or a Lori Swank uh-huh. had came into town and she wanted to have breakfast that morning. Uh-huh. And I'm texting her like, girl, I'm be a little late. I'm writing up this letter. <laughs> I didn't have to break down <laughs> just a second. <laughs> I'm ending this website. I got to write this letter. And then after I write this letter, I can, you know, I can come and meet you for breakfast. So it was like, I did pry, but, um, it was a relief. I knew it was necessary. Yes. And I didn't know what was going to come next or what was going to happen in my life. But um, it was such a like breath of fresh air. And I ran off to Mexico for a week. My favorite place. Uh, yeah. I, I'm uh, obsessed with Mexico. And I, it was the first time I was a- able to go on a trip and not have to know what was going on in the world Yeah, with celebrities and et cetera. And, and able to just breathe for a minute. Um, it's crazy because now it's been a year because mm-hmm. that was July. That that happened on July 2nd, 2015. Okay. Um, okay. and it's, I realized how much running a site like that stifled my growth as a woman, because yeah. when you're that involved in other people's lives and, and, and like, you know, for a regular person like you, say you want to know what the tea is for today, you get to plug in and and then you get to come out of it. Yeah. Just go in and get your scoop and come back out. Like, that's yeah. it. You, where when you run a site like that, you have to always know what's going on with everybody. So, even when you're on Snapchat, like if you're looking at a Snapchat story, you're thinking, this might be a story. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. You, can, or- you can't just watch regular.
1: You can't, or if you're scrolling Instagram, you yeah. know, or what? Everything is work, and and so, how can you grow personally, as a person, when you're that involved in other people and what they have going on twenty four seven? You know, um, and that's for any any anybody, and so um, I I got stuck at like one age. <laughs> Right. For like eight years, and never grew past that age. Wow! So, <laughs> I that. I feel like, yeah, it's like mentally everything just just uh, stayed at one level. I never evolved, and and now this year, after having been able to unplug from that and from social media, um, I have grown so much as a woman, and I can, you know, when I first left to say, I can say, I looked in the mirror, I had no idea who I was nothing like i had no idea who this girl was outside of you just take this title away from me and this select good scoop i can give people and i cannot tell you who i am as a person and now and that, i think that was a big problem
0: yeah and now it's like i totally <clears throat> i can clearly see who you are today like you can clearly see like who you are as a person and so i I had no idea that you listened to my podcast um, and I remember you posting that you listened. listen. And I was like, wait, what? And I just wanted to tell you that you definitely had an impact on my listenership. So I just wanted to thank you for that. And the way that I found your email address to hit you up about having you on was that I found your uh, journal receipt. So like, I don't ever really like look at who buys what. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> he bought stuff from me. Thank yes, you. girl. <laughs> I, I, I bought like four or five of those journals. Was <laughs> You're like, here, here, you get, you take this.
1: I, d- I do because I will say during this, I, I was in a very difficult place over the last year. Yeah. And I saw someone who, had it figured out while i'm trying to figure it out um people looking up to me for uh you know advice and and for strength and i didn't have any to give yeah. to people but i saw you and i felt like you had it together and so oh why not tell them why don't why don't i refer them to someone while i get my shit together?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You put the sign on the door.
1: Right. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's. Exactly. Remember when we talked and you were like that you didn't take breaks? And I was like, you are crazy.
1: Yeah, I I was definitely crazy. And to be honest, this London trip I just took Uh was the first real break I took. After we talked, I know better than this. But after we talked, it was the first break I took. Since launching my Exo Nicole site and like, I want like how I'll say it now. The Exo Nicole site, this has been one of the most, uh, I can't even find the word for the year I just had the, like, it just burned
0: me out. The new site? Drained me dry. It drained me financially. Yeah, I think I saw you said that and I just I wanted I didn't want to believe it, so I just yeah. that out of and my
1: mind. I remember I went up to oh Lord girl, you gonna make me cry.
0: <laughs> no, tell me. Okay, what happened? <laughs> but um I'm virtually hugging <laughs> through the podcast. What happened, Nicole? No, it's just
1: I wanted to be so honest about my transition because I feel like everyone shows the highlight reel. And at some point you look at people. I feel like everyone looked at me. I remember I went up to essence Mm -hmm. um, magazine and one of the editors came in the room and she said, girl, what do you have the magic touch? Like everything you touch turns mm-hmm. to gold. Yeah. And I knew how my transition looked very flawless and successful on the yeah, outside. You, but, amazing. <laughs> amazing. But I felt like I was dying every single day. And I was oh. like, this is not what I had um I had wanted for myself. This is not the life I wanted for myself when I decided. Outside of personally, like, friendships, um, my, my peace of mind, my well-being, what I lost financially and what I lost um, in all these other areas, I gained and like, my peace of mind and, and, and being able to wake up and be okay with myself. Because you you deal with a lot of guilt when you do celebrity gossip and you run a site like that. And for me, for eight years, I knew I could give my audience more value. Mm -hmm. So I woke up every day with this guilt of, am I a part of the problem or a part of the solution? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're not a part of the solution, you're definitely definitely part
0: of the problem. problem.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, I can't sit here and go in on a TV show on BH1 or whatever if I'm part of the problem. But with Excel Nicole, um, I didn't have any investors. I I made so many mistakes. And one of the main mistakes I made was I constantly was in competition with my old self and my old site. And that is, so it made me do everything 10 times bigger than what I would have if nobody knew who I was. Right. Um, I've read a quote somewhere that says, "Create like no one knows your name," and it it it's like it clicked to me. Like, oh my God, you did everything at this level where oh, I I hired all these writers and I had I'm running this site like I'm like you, you know right not realizing <laughs> honey. You're starting over, one hundred percent over. Like this is a new business. It's a yeah. new brand.
0: Like you like you're like, we'll take the penthouse suite. um hundred percent you' you're taking a penthouse suite that and in my have, car yes, made a, it's almost
1: like you you went through a divorce, but you're gonna still stay That's in that weird. house with yeah. with uh, three bedrooms but you no longer have the husband and he's took the kids and everything. Extra you, need to, right. you need to go down to that studio apartment for a second.
0: <laughs> you actually, like, you got the platinum Amex, just like, <laughs> he's, he's going to pay for it. Don't worry about it, girl. I, that, I, can, I can, I can, I can easily see how, how that happened, how you could do that. Cause we forget the beginning very quickly. 100%, 100%. And, and so, you know, I had all these writers
1: and I'm, I'm, I'm running my brand like my server bills were like what like twenty twenty three hundred a month yeah. I had all these writers I had like advertising you know paying um certain advertising traffic coordinators like all these people I'm running my business like we're like you know, um what 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 are they called? Um Radio One. Yeah. <laughs> interactive one. Not no like that's a you know multi-million dollar, billion right. dollar company. Right. <laughs> I ain't no multi million, I don't even have an investor, but I'm running my brand like I do. Yeah. And so what ended up happening, I ended up draining my own money, my own bank account fairly quickly. Damn. And then um and then I borrowed some money. And that, you know, went through that kind of fairly quickly. And so this now not only have I inbe- – like, and you have to. You have to invest in yourself before other people do. I, and I noticed that. Like, I had to bring my brand to a level where advertisers would want to advertise with us. But it's just there was a lot of money going out before, yeah you know, IOs and stuff started coming in. And so I found myself in – um like six figure debt. And I remember like being in a parking garage
0: and I'm sorry. No, no, I I feel like, and I'm, I wish that we are going to get together because I definitely, I want to come to Arizona. But the thing is, is that I think it's so imperative that Because your transition looked incredibly flawless, and this these are the stories that we don't get to hear, right? You know, we need to hear. Yeah, we need to hear these stories.
1: I remember being in the parking garage of my place and feeling like I had nothing. It was probably like February of this year, and I I remember calling my aunt, Mm -hmm. the same aunt that kicked me out, you know, uh, (laughs) when I started Nicole Bitchie and. I just asked her, or I texted her and I said, Hey, if I wanted to come home, like, you know, would I, is it okay? Would I be able to, you know, go back to the same room out? And that hurt me so much to feel like I would have to go back to where I started. Right. And that's, I think that was when I opened my eyes and I was like, something has to change. And I felt like I was failing in front of, like, I was so scared of what people would think if they knew. Uh-huh. And I remember like, I, you know, I'm into energy healing. Uh, I go to an, I went to an energy healer before I left my celebrity gossip site. And then I went to her a a, a little bit prior to me calling my aunt. And she said to me, she said, uh, you created the same chaos in your career mm-hmm. in the same like you left one site to create the same not the same type of site but the same type of worries the same type of stress you you're back where you started like and that's the thing we we uh we repeat patterns and so i naturally felt like i know how to do websites so i'm gonna create another website you know but i went and created another website and gave myself twice as much stress as the last website, you know? Twice. And I I was like, Oh my God, like that was so profound to me. And I think it, I got to the point where I was like, you have to restructure your business. I, it doesn't matter like quality over quantity. It doesn't, you don't have to put out eight to 10 posts a day. You don't, because like if you think about it, eight to 10 posts a day and if you're paying a writer, however much you pay, that, that adds up. You got a big bill coming every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, You don't have to put out eight to 10 posts a day. Just uh-huh. focus on the quality. Focus on the quality interviews. Focus on the quality videos. Focus on the yeah. quality yeah. events. Restructure. Like no one's clocking how many what? posts you put up a day. No. No. <laughs> At all. They just want to know when they go to the site. It looks good and you have some great stories on that homepage that they can read. They don't care right. if you post once a day or 10 times a day. Right. And that's when stuff when I realized that and I peeled back and I and I you know pe- like I had to do layoffs and stuff, but that's when life opened up for me and got Better and I didn't feel like I had a lot of turmoil anymore. And and things started turning around. And ironically, that's when we started getting advertising IOs and and the brand started knocking on our door. And but it it took like eight or nine months of total, like, I hate my life. I jump off a bridge every single day. People think I'm happy. I hate it. I feel like a fraud. (laughs) Yeah, You know, um, for me to get there.
0: But I have to tell you, Nicole, that like the kind of what you're doing. And when we spoke in July last year, I was like, you're going to do something that is going to help and heal so many people. And this is so necessary. And... You know, I had gotten to a point where I had outgrew the celebrity gossip, but the kind of content that you are now putting out is magical. You know, you are having every single conversation that needs to be had from, you know, how to tell when someone's emotionally available to egg freezing. And you and I had a long talk about how I ended up spending my money trying to freeze my eggs Um, and all of that. Yeah. So I just think that it's, it's amazing, but like, what was the, I read that you said fitness saved your life. How did fitness save your life?
1: Well, for me, when I was going through that point where, um, for me, like, I remember a friend of mine saying like, you're going through all this stress and turmoil because now you're actually running a business, but you're not, you're not doing any of the things you enjoy anymore. Like when you're a creative person, you create, yeah. you can't. And, and I had to realize you have to f- find out, do you want to be a blogger? Do you want to be a brand or do you want to be a business woman? Mm. Um, if I'm, if I'm a business woman, it's probably going to take me away from the blogging and being the brand. Or if I'm right. the face of the brand, then I got to find someone that's going to run my business because okay. who's going to be running the business when I'm at events and I'm hobnobbing and I'm, and I'm, um, you know, uh, at a panel or doing appearances, it's such a balance that people don't know that. right? Um, and so, um, with the fitness, when I was going through a very stressful time, I like going to the gym every day and just focusing on and having a goal. I was, I was, uh, training for a fitness competition at a, at one point. I it saw that.
0: Did you compete? Did you actually do it?
1: I didn't because things got so stressful from like you gotta eat to, to you gotta eat to get, gain muscle and you know when you stress when I'm stressed out, I eat. stop eating.
0: Yes. <laughs> I saw I was like, she's got her protein powder, she's got her this, her that and I'm like, She yeah. you are doing a fitness competition and you you looked good. You were looking amazing.
1: Yeah, and that really helped me because at least I was it changed my body, it gave me more confidence. It gave me something to work t- towards and life didn't feel like it was just focusing on something that was stressing me out every day. So it really did, um, help save my, that and I, I got really into crystals. Um, okay. I'm really into crystals and I'm really into, I'm just really into self help. Like the woman I am today talking yes. to you is just so different than who I was six months ago or 12 months ago. Like I look in a mirror and I love me yeah, and I love yeah. and And I'm able to accept that like all the things I had to go through over that last year humbled me so mm-hmm. much things. I thought I needed, I learned, I didn't, they had no worth to me at all. Yeah. You know, whether it's materialistic things or, um, um, and I, and I used to tell women all the time when you're going through a transition, you have to figure out what, You're willing to sacrifice, and I sacrificed. So I got rid of a lot of stuff, (laughs) honey. I was moving in with roommate, whatever it is. Yeah, reach my greater goal and to know that this is temporary. Absolutely, it's not going to last forever. You're just doing what you have to do to get to that next level. Um, so I'm, I'm, like I might have just cried through about ten minutes of this interview, but (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay. I will say I'm, I'm so much happier and at peace you look with myself and I I and I, I I talk to a lot of people in entertainment and they're very torn. Yeah they're they're nearing that transitional stage and it's very scary for them because I know that a lot of their value is wrapped up in those titles and I want to be that example of yeah it might be rough that first yeah year. it might be rough for the first like my I know it's people that look at you and say, "Gosh, why she got it all figured out? Like she but got that, her house, she got her yeah. boo, her
0: man. She but barely working." Like <laughs> this is the thing, though. Nicole is that <laughs> I the, the space that you went through the year that you you felt you cried about. Mm-hmm. I did I did that pre social media. You know what I mean? right right? I think it was barely just Facebook. And I just talked to Lovey a couple weeks ago, and I was telling her why. I don't share full fledged photos and videos of my, my boyfriend today because I, I left the industry. I moved to Atlanta to, to date an attorney. And I was like, you know what? I'm 30. It's time for me to settle down, start a family. I got this figured out. And then I moved here and I moved in with him. And I just realized that I wasn't done yet. You know, it yeah. was like, this is not, I feel like I still have so much more to accomplish and I didn't feel like I could do it with him. And so, I break up with him and then he puts me out. So like I break, this is how stupid I was. <laughs> I, I just re, like, I decide that I am no longer interested, but I want him to let me stay in his house until I figure it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. In what world? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I'm done. And then, and then I am like, maybe I changed my mind. I'm not sure. And then, so he was basically just like, get, get out. And I moved out and it was like reality set in. Like, yeah, I felt like I had more to do and I felt like he wasn't the person for me. But guess what happened when I got out, Nicole? Your girl had no furniture because I left it all in LA and I had moved in with him. So I moved into this place. I had no couch. I just told somebody today, the dining room table that I had girl was thrifted Ikea. Like I couldn't even afford real Ikea furniture so, thrifted <laughs> IKEA, <laughs> New new levels of lows. Like it was thrifted IKEA furniture and I had no couch. I had I had nothing. I had I remember the day that I had to buy a can opener. You talk about tears. I felt like a total loser. Like I am in I am 31 or 32 and I am buying a can opener because and that is one of the many things I need. And I don't know, I just felt like what gave me the power to try is that I just felt like it can't get any worse than this. I know that it can't get any worse than this. So I may as well go balls to the wall and try every freaking thing I can possibly imagine. And when I got the crowbox ID, I remember tacking all these post-its all over my like kitchen, like, oh my God, this could be amazing. This could be really huge. And then it literally, it, we have been profitable from the day we opened the door and it was mind blowing. And I thought like, I thought that the only, like one of the many reasons why I wasn't happy in my life is was because I hadn't become successful. And then I became successful and realized I just wasn't a happy person. Right. Right. No. And that's what kind of like landed me in therapy. And that's what like, I think people who follow me socially, I'm just trying my best to share the real because I feel like it's not out there. And for women of color, it's different for us. I don't care what people say. It's different for us. You know, it is. And,
1: and like I said, like, you know, someone may compare themselves to you. Like she got it together nuts and they didn't see, no, the, they didn't see the journey. They yeah. just see, <laughs> no, so, and it takes a minute. Like you said, you were in your 30s when all of this happened. And, yeah. and that's the most hard part for me. You know, just the age I'm at and just no. feeling like, like society tells you what you should have by this age. And I, like
0: I used to think I knew everything. And now I see I know nothing. And I'm just oh, like yes, trying to figure now, it out. I ha- when, the guy, when, when the guy who put me out, excuse me, I didn't even have a car. Yeah. I didn't even have a car. I had to go buy a used Toyota Corolla. I don't even know what year it was, but let me, but it was so, it was so janky that I used to have to unlock it from the passenger side Oh and all across to the driver's <laughs> side because the driver's side keyhole didn't work. And so sometimes I think that that's what sort of like breaks my heart when people assume that like because they don't know my story they think like oh she has it and she's been had it like that or you know she's got her parents and it's like you don't you don't really know what I've been through you don't know what my relationships are like you don't know my family history you don't know any of the things that I've been through so you don't really understand um, but I, but I, I, I had those dark periods, and and I'm and I'm forever appreciative for them, and I wouldn't trade them for the world, and I don't, and I am so grateful for my therapist because I, I, I genuinely believe that like I am still here, succeeding, and not feeling horrible or like wondering why I'm even living because of her. Definitely, yeah. And you know
1: what? It's funny because. Like once you get that inner peace, Mm -hmm. like everything, it's nothing like, you know, making a bunch of money and, and like you said, being a bad person, like I do feel like at one point I was um, Not pleasant to be around. Mm. Very, you know, thinking everybody wanted something like, and I, and it's funny because I meet a lot of people in the industry now and they're the same way. Yep. Like, you can't be this nice to me. What do you want? And I'm thinking, you know, I met someone recently and I wanted to help her get back to the person she was, you know, and right. she's just like, you can't be this nice. Like, what is it you want from me? And you can't be doing all this for free. And like, what, girl? Like, I want to see you win. Right. You know, like, I don't care about money or anything. And I always have to tell people: there's more people that want to see you win yeah. than there is that want to see you lose. And you do, you be successful, and you work hard for those people who are rooting for you and want to see you win. Versus, I'm doing it for the haters or I'm doing it for my doubters. You know? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's that's amazing. So. I have a couple questions, and then a part of the, one of the rules of this podcast is that you have to answer my taught you listener questions. Um, okay. <laughs> but before you answer listener questions, I want to know you, it seems like. You seem to travel, even though it's like you say you don't go anywhere. It seems like you travel enough to me. What are what are your and I'm coming to visit you in Arizona, just so you know. So once we, oh, have, 100%. This podcast, <laughs> we have this podcast, I'm going we're gonna go over our calendars and within the next thirty days I'm going to visit you because I want and I know Christina Rice also, but I wanna to go to where you guys went, those like Where's those pe? Where is it? Uh, the- Antelope Canyon. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. one so hundred that, That's happening. But what are your favorite places to travel, Nicole? Like, if, um, if the girls who are listening, who are fabulous, if they, if they could, you know, they're sitting on, they've got vacation days and they've got savings. Where should they go? Like one trip, if you had to recommend one trip to the young, young woman who has saved and has built her vacation days, where are we going?
1: After just going to like Woosah, I would say I I can never get enough of Jamaica, Mm. especially I stay out at the secrets out there and it's just so (laughs) mind blowing, like relaxing, but I've been taking a lot of trips where I take at least seven to 10 days to take in the culture. I always stay in an Airbnb and I live like a local where I go and that's what I I did in London.
0: I did that Vegas.
1: Yeah. And uh like I'm going to Asia actually in two weeks. Really? Um and that'll be that'll take me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. As well. Um, but I'm I'm telling you the travel thing with me was just me saying, Look I, this is the life I want to live. Like I've been, I've been, you know, focused on business for so long. Yeah. I want to live a life full of travel and enjoy the fruits of my labor. And so that's why I started traveling a little bit more.
0: Yeah. You, and you look good doing it. So, all right. But, but if they want to go within the States, in the States, Arizona, Arizona. Uh, the
1: Antelope Canyon, Grand Canyon, Sedona uh-huh. is where you can get like, you, you like, cause a lot of people like to go on vacation and get there. Like if you need to regroup yeah. and recharge anywhere in Arizona can do that for you. Tucson, whatever, like anywhere. it's something about living out here or being out here and visiting mm-hmm. that just to recharge everything.
0: Okay. I'm coming cuz I haven't been I think the last time I was in Tucson for like a funeral when I was like in my teens. And every time I see your pictures and I know you're there, I'm like, I'm coming to visit Nicole in Arizona.
1: Man, let me tell you. And every time I leave to go on a vacation, I can't wait to get back. That's how like that's how I know this is the place for me. This is your me.
0: place. You found your Yeah. That's yep. It's something about finding your home. I'm from Los Angeles. And even though it's like my boyfriend hates Atlanta, I just am like something about being here. And I travel a ton and I, I don't even go out or like, it's like my home is here, but I feel when, when it's like, when we start descending into Hartsville, Jackson, I feel like I'm home.
1: Yeah. It's, it's important to have that home base. Where, where does your boyfriend live?
0: he he lives here in Atlanta but oh okay he's from New York and he's lived in like Philly and he's lived in Maine and he's and I just think he kind of feels like you know over it yeah Yeah. and he doesn't you know I I he doesn't he is he's in the art world and it's like you know movers and shakers and you know similar to entertainment it's like clinking glasses and openings and I just think that like there's a different thing that you appreciate when you get to slow down like i love i like atlanta for the re, for being able to delta is here i fly delta exclusively oh me too yeah me too i, can, I love delta yeah i can get anywhere anytime with no layover direct flights and so i'm like I, I just got approved for um, platinum parking at Des- nice. in the airport, so I, I am guaranteed a parking spot at the airport on the ground level. Yeah, so I just am like <laughs> I was like I live here. It's just I always say that like my stuff is here, but I I am a citizen of the world. You know what I mean? It's just like my um, my 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 car and my stuff is is here. My address is in Atlanta, but I live in the world. It's very important, I want to add, to find,
1: like, you know, I've lived in, what, 10 cities over the last eight years or Mm -hmm. something like that, eight cities over the last 10 years. And it's very important to find, like, home. What is home? Mm -hmm. And make sure, like, when I came back here from London, my bedroom was zen. Like, it it was like I had walked into a castle. Mm -hmm. And it definitely has changed my, you know, business, my social life my everything of just creating a home and a space where i can yeah.
0: you know regroup and really feel I good i know i know yeah i know my boyfriend's like want to stay at the w tonight i was like why <laughs> Like this is is fine right
1: yeah,
0: now, right? I mean, hey, the house is so much better than the W. Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> like whatever. So, okay, we could talk forever, but yes, let's <laughs> do. I have a couple of listener questions and okay. um, I love them and I just I always like to get other perspective on these. So, first question for you Nicole. She's saying hi my leak, but we're saying hi Nicole. A celebrity recently launched a great project and in looking over the website, I saw some ways I could really help to make the content and messaging better. What do you think is the best way to reach out and any suggestions on how to position? Thanks so much. I felt like this would be a good question for you. Um, so a celebrity launches something and she sees that they're doing it, but not doing it Uh oh, the best.
1: You know, it's kind of hard because the last, like... Unless they want to give free advice because sometimes people feel like... Celebrities don't home. feel like <laughs> they have to pay. Yeah.
0: Celebrities <laughs> don't want to pay they
1: you. Like they, and then you give someone your ideas and they run off with them. And Absolutely. Go. So if you want to help for free, you know, Just you know that re- <laughs> when
0: you're dealing with <laughs> celebs. I think people people look at celebs and they see where they are and they're like, oh my God, if I work with the celeb, I could be balling out. But celebrities feel like... You and they don't
1: have to pay for anything. You and
0: five hundred other people would do it for free. They don't want to pay. One hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent. And it's funny that you said that because even someone that works for me used to work for a celebrity, and uh-huh. when they came to me, I'm sure they would have totally worked for me for free. And I told her, "No, girl. Like, do you know how good you are? You, you, you need to, you need to know your worth and know that and and know that you deserve payment for all of this that you do." Um, and it was the first time that someone had told her that. and Now, you know, she knows her worth. But, yeah, most of the time, I will say, uh, working with celebrities, they really they're more than likely going to want you to work for them for free to prove yourself uh, because a million people want to do it. A million people want to be around them, amongst them and communicating with them on a daily basis. Right. That's a
0: good one. Okay. So this is interesting because I get a lot of like career questions. How do you know when an employer is taking advantage of you as an intern? I started an internship at a startup company and ended up working way more than learning. I took on a lot and couldn't focus on school. There was a conflict on of interest and they ended up firing me. Any advice? I read this and I was like, no, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they let you go because you, there was a conflict of interest, but what are your thoughts on people who feel like employers take advantage of interns or what do I, people really understand what an internship even is?
1: You know what? My big, one of my biggest thing, problems in vi- business is I don't know how to have interns. I don't know how to have people working for me for free. Cause I feel really bad Yeah, because I
0: don't, I don't, like, I think, I don't, I don't feel, do any I don't, free work. I don't. I Okay, good. Mind. I was
1: going to ask like, how do you navigate interns? But with me, I just know that so many people are struggling. I cannot have you working for free. Like yes. I know you need something, but, um, I, I don't know. Like when I go into an internship, I used to go over and beyond yes. and I don't think I've ever had an internship that lasted over three months because they were like, this girl is working. Like she's on a real episode of, I want to work for Diddy. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. like,
0: I don't know how to get to it, girl
1: yeah um but nowadays some people do take advantage of um intern and that's the thing sometimes you have to and this is with any job what is your goal if your goal is to get hired like in what position do you want to get hired in because whatever position that is and make sure that you're asking them every single day how to do more in that position right versus like if you want me to go get a coffee that's cool but when I get back are you going to show me right a little bit you know, what I need to learn. And a lot of times we're scared to speak up. Yep. And so we get to, like, if you're just running, get coffee every day and you're doing it well and running to get food and you're not speaking up, then that's all they're going to have you doing all the grunt work. You have to really be clear what your goals are with this internship and, and make sure you vocalize what you want to learn all the time to make sure your goal, your goals are being met as well.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true. And I think a lot of young people don't really understand And I think you, you have to say like, okay, there's, how do I get the internship? What do I, what do I do once I get the internship? A lot of people just get in the door and then they don't figure it out. So that's it. And my thing is like, they've already fired you. So I don't really have any advice on that.
1: Well, if she, I mean, but if she goes to another internship, at least she knows, like, I have to be more vocal of what my goals are. Yeah. I'll go get this coffee or make copies. But like I said, when I get back. Yeah, I need you to teach me how to do this because, at least when you leave, you've learned something versus I just got coffee all the time.
0: Yeah, and skills that you can put on your resume. Okay, exactly. So this is this is the last question, and I don't know. You said you have done therapy, right? I have,
1: but um, the therapy that has helped me the most has been hypnotherapy.
0: Okay. And what is
1: I don't do well with like just talking to someone about my problems because when you do therapy, you really do have to st- like, you have to gain that trust in that person. And some therapists are just not right for you. Um, and then you have to start over with another therapist and start from the beginning and it could be a painful process. Yeah. Um, so I haven't found a consistent therapist, but I have had hypnotherapy and it helped me tremendously. What is hypnotherapy? Hypnotherapy is when they talk to you first about what it is you want your result to be, uh-huh. Um, whether it's hey, I have abandonment issues, and every time I date a guy, I'm always thinking about when it, when they're gonna leave me or abandon me like they can reverse they t- put you under hypnosis uh-huh. and they can reverse your way of thinking, oh wow, um wow. yeah, it's very powerful, like it's helped me with forgiveness, it's helped me uh forget some things or or hang ups in my teenage years that would affect relationships moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's helped me a lot. (laughs) Okay. So I definitely recommend it as, as a form of, uh, therapy. Okay. So her
0: question was, and so this is our final one, but it's okay. How did you get comfortable with talking to your therapist? I don't think I would be able to be vulnerable and talk about everything with a therapist. I'm not even able to do that with my friends and (laughs) family. And so I guess you are just like, This person is that? Would you say that to be the case? Like you just haven't gotten
1: comfortable. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like that person. Like I just it's like you're lucky, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to find a good therapist that you can go to consistently. How long have you been going to your therapist? And you go once a week, right? Every Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, (laughs) five (laughs) o'clock.
0: I am there. Yeah, I do. You know, I I feel comfortable with her, but I will say that I do think she's very good because when I went i had I had gone to a therapy a therapist in college, and I think I might have gone to like four or five sessions, and I was just like I didn't really connect with her, but she said some things that I felt like helped me help me get over my hump and get me back into college, but my current therapist is like she, she's not afraid to get me together. You know, I am very strong, you know, I am very strong. And she, she talks about that on days when, when she's being like, there are days when she's very complimentary and she, like I can tell that like sometimes we'll have conversations and I'll tell her about something in my life and I think the last time we got together I was like is she about to cry like I could tell that there was a period, point where she felt sort of bad for me based um. on like what I had experienced in life you know and just feeling like you were just not a person that deserves that but when I first went to her I was like you know um so this is all fine and dandy Um, but at the end of each session, I'm going to need, you know, like a, like a progress report, like a report card from you. Um, basically letting me know what we covered, what you expect to see happen and how you, you know, and she just looked at me and like cracked up, (laughs) like girl, if you don't sit down and she explained it to me and, and, and this was very helpful in getting me to stay was that she was like, you at the time, I think I was like 33 years old. She was like, you are coming to me for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour or whatever. And you, you are basically coming with 33 years of shit, you know? So you've got 33 years of stuff and coming in one week or one month or one year is not like, I need time. So she explained it like, so we need to spend time dumping like this is going to be a puzzle and she was like we're we need to spend a lot of time dumping your puzzle pieces out on the table and i think a lot of people who go to therapy they go for one week or one month or one year and they're like nothing's happening and it's like because you are still unpacking your bag you know everybody's bag unpacks differently and the more stuff you have the more stuff you have to unpack and you may have to unpack for a year so once she kind of put it in perspective, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to keep unpacking. And, and, and she was like, once we're done unpacking, then we have to start moving the puzzle pieces around. And that is like, we spent time doing that of understanding, like why things affect me, what are my triggers? Um, you know, how did I get to this place? And I remember the very first time I cried in therapy, she talked about how I, um, I have basically how I overworked to, as a distraction, you know? So she was like, I'm not surprised that you have become successful because when you have, you just dive into your work to basically distract yourself from all your issues. Everything. Yep. Yep. You start companies, you start my taught you, you photo shoots, <laughs> Twitter, yep. Instagram, Tumblr, podcast, like you have distracted yourself to the point that you don't even know what's going on. And I just hot tears ran down my face and she was basically like, you started it as a five-year-old, you know, you think about what you go through in your home. You started this at five years old. And now here I am, you know, at the time, 34, 35 successful, but like how I got there broke my heart, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely. I, like, and I'm that's here because I hurt.
0: I'm here because I hurt.
1: I think that she made a good point. I feel like that was that's exactly what happened in my case. Like mm-hmm. I worked myself to. I never grieved. I don't think I properly grieved for my parent, the loss of my parents, and all these things, mm-hmm. turmoil that I went through in life. I just worked my way through them. Yeah. And when I say worked my way through them, I meant like worked. Yeah. Like really, you know. And that's how success came because mm-hmm. I didn't have time to stop and think about all those things that were like looking at me and
0: tormenting me. Yeah. Yeah. And address them head on. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I think the thing that made me cry is that, you know, I just worked to cover up what my issues were. And so it's like, yes, I'm successful, but I'm successful out of pain. And that just made me cry. You know? Yes. 100%. Yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah. Well, at least it's all like coming together for you. Like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) When you get to a place where you look back you're like, oh my
0: God, I've gotten through the hard part. Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And I, and I also think that like, you know, I've gotten through what I believe was the sort of hardest part. And I know that like life is, is peaks and valleys and more things will happen. Um, but I have never like Nicole, I would look at people that looked content and be like, I want to live, like, you know, you see people on vacation and on the, on the harbor, on the boat, just laughing. They look so free. And I'm like, I want to be that person. I want to be that. And I I feel close, closest to that than I've ever felt in my life. That is amazing. Yeah. All I wanted
1: was for me. I, what I want, like outside of like success, money, anything, I just wanted to have a good spirit and so when I walk in a room, because you know, as a celebrity gossip blogger, when you walk in a room, the entire room will shift yeah. and you are the elephant yes. in the room. I wanted to get to a place in my life where I walked in a room and I brought joy yeah. and I brought light to a room. Yeah, And that's what I strive for every single day to to have a pure heart and to have a peace of mind and have so much, be so full of love and that I pour it into other people. And that's what I work towards every day. All the money, the success and everything else is just icing on the cake for me at this point.
0: Yeah. And you're doing a fantastic job, but I want to thank you immensely, Nicole, for coming on the podcast and um, blessing us with your story. Uh, We're all sending you virtual hugs. And if there is, I'll give you a moment to, you know, do your, where can we find you? What are you going to be up to? <laughs> we know the website is com. but anything I
1: else? don't even want to give you guys my Snapchat because I don't be doing nothing on Snapchat. <laughs> <You laughs> <too. laughs> <You> we <were> just <laughs> on Snapchat. You're like, I
0: got a, you're like, I got a facial today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I, you can find me, well, you can find us at exonicole.com. I'm really proud, like, even though I just, like I said, cried about the transition, that site has has helped me grow so much as a woman. Anything you need to know about life, a woman has written about it on Exonicole. From career transitions to balance to babies to everything. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely check out exonicole.com, my Twitter, exonicole.com xo nicole uh facebook xo nicole instagram xo nicole and my personal info is twitter.com i am nicole and instagram just nicole of course nicole is spelled n-e-c-o-l-e
0: yes yes thank you so much nicole and everybody check out those sites because i love all the stories that that she's doing over there and until the next time
1: yay thanks for having me this is this is definitely monumental (laughs) (laughs) Chat. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> uh, if, if, you know what? I, I laugh because, you know, this girl hit me on Snapchat before talking about, why are you crying in every interview? And I'm like, here I go. Like. <laughs> yeah. I do. It's been a very emotional journey for me but at least I embrace it now like I'm I'm willing to I'm not hiding from it and I think again so many people are hold on hold on ah where is it oh there it is how do I oh yeah because it does says recording in progress I don't know we're just